others. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a Didn't realize I was fooling with a drunk collar here today, <laughs> but we are live. BroTalkLive.com right now. We're talking on the run to OJ Simpson. I and mean, of course, the, the controversy surrounding Bruno Mars. Tune in right now. Okay, we just got you on live doing, uh, doing your little promo. The promo, yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that thing there. <laughs> but you see it, one take. <laughs> Tonight's rundown, as Dex was saying. <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. on the On the Run 2 tour. OJ Simpson and Bruno Mars, as well as others. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our channel if you're watching on YouTube. We appreciate it. Welcome to another edition of Bro Talk Live, the best show on the internet for us by, uh, sorry, it's for you by us. Um, BroTalkLive.com, we're right on the mark. Let's kick it over to my main man, Dex. Dex, what up, bro? Hey, Dexter Stucky here. Super excited to be here. Um, I know you guys don't like when I start these shows off with stories, but like there's really nowhere else. Soliloquies is what we call them. <laughs> but there's nowhere else to really put this into the show. So I need to say it now. But like I've been dealing with like a small bout of depression. And, um, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Depression. I've been dealing with it ever since I've learned that Toys R Us is closed, closing. Like for me, like my childhood was spinning Toys R Us. I know you guys probably didn't have the coin for it. So you probably weren't there, but I was in Toys R Us as a child, like a lot. I was always there. And um, like when I saw they were closing, like for me, it, it was legit like heartbreaking because like this, oh my God. it has, it's been around forever. Like I remember when I would like circle the, like the toys that I wanted, you know, in the like, Toys R Us catalog. Like I'm sure you guys did that too. You just didn't get the toys. But like, <laughs> like that is something that I've done like forever, like all my life or whatever. And to know that it's closing is really heartbreaking. So, with that being said, I propose that we try to make America great again. And by when I say that, I mean like all of us, you guys here on the show with me, you guys listening, let's start, let's let's stop letting technology take over our lives. Like when we pump gas, go to the attendant and pay for it. Don't use the, the, the machine. Or like when you go to the grocery store, don't go to self-checkout. Like keep people what? employed. Like if you go through the lines, you're going to keep people employed. And we should do that because yeah, really- That's going home. through the lines and not keeping nobody employed. Yes, they it is. Because, because if we go through the self-checkout, we continue to do that, then, then they're going to just be like, oh, we don't need these people. Just have the machines. Look, if you go to Walmart right now, right now, any Walmart in the United States, I am pissed. Anytime I have to go into a regular line at Walmart, pissed. But but I'm I, just saying, like, I actually hate self checkout, so I never. I love self checkout. Like, and then also I let's, start, let's, let's start going to the bank more often, like to, to you know to do stuff with money or whatever. Like going inside no bank. We can't let technology take over Here's our lives. No, like, stop, 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 stop. Can. Here's the thing: if stores were more. Um, if stores had better customer service, then people wouldn't have to use technology. You get better customer service dealing with technology. You damn than you do right. Dealing with some of the nasty people you get in the stores. Nasty. Index, we are not fulfilling your fantasy just because you were running around Toys R Us last week looking for toys. Not happening. <laughs> it's closing. Okay, it's well, you got okay, to find well, then when, they start, when all your toys. childhood stores close or whatever, like it's your fault. Just know. 
Okay. I, we do with them. They probably deserve to go. <laughs> you said that now, but when the corners, your your poppy store closes and you can't get those hoagies like, like did you used to get, like you're gonna be upset. <laughs> Bill, you be stomping okay. down the hoagies? The corner store. What kind of hoagies do you get, he, like, you know, they, they, in certain neighborhoods, roast beef, that I'm roast from, beef. they would sell like, you know, like 25 cent hoagies and stuff like that. And I'm sure Will is a 25 cent. Nobody ever sold anything for 25 cents. Like you can get a lot of food for like no money. They were a dollar and I used to eat them back in the day. Scarf them But, down. you know, I stopped when Dex stopped eating that canned meat. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you're gonna do tonight. Like, this is this is what you're gonna do tonight. <laughs> Give the people a show. Can me? You talking about with the little picture on it? Yeah, uh, you know it. <laughs> Tied to God with that. Hey, um, I'm feeling good. Not to be depressing or anything like that, but <clears throat> excuse me. Today's the anniversary of my when my grandmother passed away, and it always is a reflective time for me. Um, just thinking about how far we've come since then. As Dexter talks about how poor we were, we actually weren't that poor, but we weren't the best. But right now, like, you know, how hard she worked to raise us and then how well we're doing now, so much better than Dexter. It just seems like, (laughs) you know, um, it it just seems like it's, it's just kind of a cool thing to reflect on your life and just be grateful that someone else's life um, was spent you know, making sure your life is better. And then to be able to give that person the return by saying, you know, you know, I am a success and I am doing very well for myself. Um, it's always a good moment for me. So it's not really at this point a sad time for me. It's like a happy time to really think about her life and look at old pictures and um, my friends and my siblings laughing at memories. And um, it also takes me back to how, you know, my friends were there for me and everything. And it's just a, it, it, at this point, it's a good time for me to kind of reflect. So I am in good spirits today. That's okay. like really beautiful too. And and, and I think great. like, like I think I'm like also the same way because there's some relatives like that aren't around. And, I, and on big moments though, I do often think about like how would this person react to certain things? And, right. and it, and it, and it kind of sucks that they're not there. But like, I think what you said is something that I've never been able to kind of like, it's never clicked to me that like, you're here because of them. You know what I mean? Like, and I think, I think a lot of people could like benefit from that. That's a really good lesson. Okay. Uh, Bill, do you have something uh, pronounced to say? <laughs> I know. Look at that. I, do. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I am not going to be that deep. Um, as my grandmother passed away in like November, like about five years ago. So I reflect around that time. Um, but I feel like I'm jet lagged. Like, we lost this hour two days ago. Seriously. Jet lag is something I know you don't know about, Dex, because, you know, poor people can't catch flights. But <laughs> I am worn out. My goodness gracious. <laughs> 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 like, it didn't dawn on me that the hour changed until I got up this morning for work. I'm like, oh, the sun's not out yet. It's only 6.15. Oh, not yesterday. And it happened to be 7.15. Dex, what you say? You said it don't know you today. I mean, like, I'm on the same page as you. Like, I mean, this has been wearing me out, but it's been wearing me out. It's since, ridiculous. Since Sunday, but you said but no, it wore you out today. Today's Tuesday. So yeah, because so, so Sunday, no, Sunday I went to sleep at like nine, my usual um, sleeping time. I went to sleep at nine o'clock. Monday, I went to sleep at like nine o'clock. And then no, Sunday night, I went to sleep at like nine o'clock. 
Yeah, Monday, I don't know what happened. I didn't go to sleep until 11 uh, past 12 o'clock last night. I woke up this morning, it was 7.15. William, you were getting a hell of a lot of rest. Like, what would not? <laughs> God damn. I wish. Jeez. Bro Talk Live, right on the mark. Let's kick it to the uh, the first topic of the day. Thank you guys for your intros. We really appreciate it. Um, how bad of a look is this for Odell? Talking about Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, if you haven't seen the video, uh, it's going to be looping for a little while here while you take a look. Um, it's a video that's very fast, about three seconds long. But the video, those three seconds tell us a lot, especially when it's on loop. And Odell's uh, left hand, you can see, which look, what looks like a uh, brown cigarette as they're describing it on the uh, major news publications, um, as well as a pizza, which looks delicious, and um, a young Caucasian lady uh, in the bed with a credit card and looks like some white substances that she's chalking up down there. Um, this has gone around. The Giants have seen it. The Giants, which Odell Beckham plays for, uh, have not released a statement but they said they are aware of the video. Um, the woman in the video, who is an aspiring print, uh, prince, an aspiring <laughs> French model, um, AKA an Instagram model, told the New, New York Daily News on Saturday, quote, no, he did not take any drugs. When asked to clarify what exactly Odell was holding, um, she told the New York Daily News that it was, quote, a piece of pizza. Um, I guess it was just like, I guess, the little end of the crust. I don't know. When asked if there were any drugs in the room, however, she chose not to respond because uh, she said, I wasn't about to lie. <laughs> Chris Carter, who is a former NFL player, said this on uh, Fox Sports's uh, First Things First. I'm so disappointed and I expect better from him. It's enough of the excuses. Time for you to grow up and stop being a little boy. If you want to be a national brand, Damn it, act like it. If you want someone to pay you the highest pay receiver in the history of the game, damn it, act like it. So, guys, how bad of a luck on a scale of one to ten is this for Odell Beckham Jr.? Do you think it was just a piece of pizza? Will that get him off the hook? No. Listen, because this uh, room, we're, all, we're probably all doing it. Look at this face. No, we ain't either. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Not me. This, this is the thing, though. Like, the the phone was in the girl's hand, like she recorded that and um and probably posted it or sent it or something like that. Like she knows what she's doing. Like you need to you need to pick better company. And I'm not saying just because she was Caucasian that she did this stuff to you, but she was Caucasian and she did this stuff to you. She's <laughs> French, you know. Yes, the you know she does. She is Caucasian, not American Caucasian. Though. I, mean, think, uh, I, I just think anybody who doesn't have a lot of substance to them, you can't have them around you. And and like especially this, aspiring models. That's what I'm saying. Like you're an aspiring model, you're an Instagram model, whatever. Like you got to really look at the type of people that you're that you're connecting with, and like where you're meeting them, because you can't do certain things around certain people because you have something to lose. She doesn't. She has everything to gain from the situation. The fact that his team hasn't even released the statement, but she's out there doing interviews, like that speaks volumes. Right, right. And you know what's crazy? Like, if somebody is near you um, doing something like that, like that puts you in a bad light. Like you you wouldn't be allowed to lay next to me and do coke. Like that's just not a fit. <laughs> like, so Ty, if we were if we were just chilling, like I couldn't just take out the powder? That would make, I would make you very uncomfortable. You know it. Like whenever <laughs> someone's in my presence doing something that I don't approve of, you know how that goes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> So like for it's weird to me that he would not be doing drugs and her 
be comfortable enough to probably use his credit card. As an inspiring model, I'm sure she doesn't have one. Um, <laughs> and, and cut up drugs. It's hard to believe that he's not doing it himself. So if he's not, he's very stupid. That's all. Uh, Bill, um, do you think this was just a bad piece of judgment for Odell? This is absolutely bad judgment. He's an established athlete. No established anybody should be hanging out with aspiring people. Like, you're <laughs> aspiring for a reason. Like, you don't have anything to lose, sis. Like, I, um, <clears throat> I'm reminded of a story way back when, and I was told, don't sin when people ain't got to lose. Don't, you can't, you, don't get caught with your work undone. That's specifically what we were told. Don't get caught with your work undone. And he was caught with his work undone. Like, you out here, and you live in a world where people are like, scarfing down coke every day which we know that that's what they're doing when you're making bajillions of dollars on a regular basis but you're with this woman who ain't got nothing to lose and she's got a phone in her hand stop hanging with people that's going to record your every move and hang out with somebody that's going to check you into a rehab facility. I, 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 careful careful because this might be a good look for him considering the last time a video or a picture came out about him is when he was shirtless on that on that yacht with Trey Song. So this is, probably could, <laughs> this is probably in the, the direction he wants to go in. Some people were uh, excited to point out that uh, although we don't know where Odell is in that video, if he's in Europe, um, there's a good chance he could be in a place where marijuana is legal. And therefore, him partaking. Not worried about, about the marijuana. We worried about the coke. That's what we were worried about. You wasn't worried about the the pizza, the alleged pizza. No. Stuff, that's what I'm saying. Here's the thing. When never mind. I'm no, that's. I'm gonna save that knowledge. We're just gonna move on. All right, moving on. Are you excited for the On the Run Two tour? Uh, Beyonce and Jay Z announced the tour. Was that yesterday? Um, and uh, news has swept and everybody is excited. Well, not everybody. Here are some reactions. Um, my mom was like, why don't you just give Beyonce all your money? First of all, it's not all of it. I get paid again. And secondly, secondly <laughs> Beyonce deserves it. And she's a mother of three trying to survive in this cold world. Uh, That's one reaction. Another reaction. My honest gut reaction to On The Run 2 was annoyance. Jay, you're my favorite rapper of all time, but I've seen you so many times, including On The Run one and watch the throne beyonce i dig you but your super fans are so annoying they make me not want to give you any more money lol last but not least uh j and b purposely waited for people to get their taxes to announce this and that seems to be uh the way that they went <laughs> in, in announcing that uh some other reactions were the annoying reactions that we always see hope y'all paying them past due bills before y'all go buy these on the run tour tickets Bosses. you can't be making plans for on the run Two tour if you already on the run from bill collectors every month. <laughs> that one was funny. Good day. How about I'm not paying the past bill collectors and I'm going to see on the run too. So you can stay mad and stay ugly. <laughs> how do people assume like what's weird is how old Beyonce is and how old a lot of her fans are, right? Um, because right. we're not teenagers in, or in our early 20s. So what makes you assume that these people don't have any money? Like, a lot of these people do have plenty of money to see on the run. Like, people can drop $400 on tickets. A lot of people I know, including myself, and it really not affect them that much. So I don't know how you can go on... Oh, come on, receipt! <laughs> <laughs> including myself. Oh, I hope that you did. Like, a lot of people's bills are, are, are paid, and they, they can go enjoy themselves and are going to. So it's like, if you can't, if that's not your thing, then don't do it. All right, Dex, are you excited to go to the um, to the On the Run 2 tour? 
I won't be at this one. I attended the On the Run one tour. I attended the Formation tour. I saw Jay Z a million times last year. I'm good. I'm done with it. I, I'm I think I'm with you. I'm the same way. I'm not really. Uh, did you I mean, go to the first On the Run? I did go to the first On the Run. Um, did everybody go to the first On the Run? Yeah. Here's yes. The thing. I think I think I am going um, <laughs> because there's a group of people. Who want to- <laughs> But I, I, I kind of am objecting because I do find that it's like a little bit ridiculous that I went to On the Ride and I've also gone to Formation. And I've also seen Watch the Throne and everything else. Like I mean, she's not releasing any new music. So at least not, we don't know that yet. Maybe well, here's the thing, though. Because she is going on tour. So I don't, right. I would say I don't think she's going to not release an album, especially since she's headlining Coachella this year. And she's got this. I mean, Coachella's like so, next week, though. I mean, <laughs> she's going to release an album. I mean, but I mean, no, no, see, no. Coachella is just like, ah, for the, for the kids. But for well, this tour, I think we got an album coming. Tickets going to sell on March 19th. Um, Bill, will you be going to the On the Run 2 tour? I don't know, probably. I, I really don't know. Okay, that's fair. All right, I so two knows uh, Ty's going with his wife, and uh, Bill doesn't know. And. Okay. You know what? I want to see them babies. Show us them twins. Yeah, right. You think she's going to bring them? She'll probably do something there, though. She'll probably do, like, a video or something there. Because at the end of the last one, she did, like, this video. And, like, she showed, like, like Blue and stuff like that. So she might do something like that again. And I I think you kind of need to because, you know, like, people are enticed. Like, they really want to go to the show and they want to see, like, your babies and stuff like that. So I think she would do that just because it's kind of, like, the thing to do. Okay. I mean, it is going to be different from On the Run 1 because uh, Jay-Z didn't have 444 out. So um, it's going to be different. At least he's going to have that part of the show. But who knows how different Beyonce's show is going to be from the formation. Well, well, she had, oh, never mind. Yeah. So. And plus, they're going to just live stream it on title for everybody's not going anywhere. Probably eventually, right? Like, yeah, but like that's for lose. I, like, I mean, it's for people who don't want to spend $400. Or can't, but like for me, like I, if, if I, if, if there's a show that I'm interested in, like if I can like go, like I'd rather be there versus like watch, like I'm not watching a live stream of, of a show that everybody else in my town is in. Like I'm not doing that. Oh, I would. I don't mind that at all, especially if I've seen it already. What's your take on uh, the cultural appropriation argument? Um, this is something oh. that was all over social media last week, and it all started from a clip from the Grapevine TV where a young lady named Sensei, I'm not even going to try the last name, um, had this to say, talking about Bruno Mars, saying, quote, he is not black at all, and he plays up his racial ambiguity to be able to cross genres and go into different places. Bruno Mars has an album of the year Grammy. Prince never won an album of the year Grammy. So how are you going to say that people who are originators in the funk genre, originators in R&B, New Jack Swing, Bobby Brown, a new edition, don't have no album of the year Grammy. Bruno Mars got that Grammy because white people love him because he's not black, period. The issue is we want our black culture from non-black bodies. And Bruno Mars is like, I'll give it to you. Uh, That wasn't enough. She expounded to Complex after the whole Grapevine thing blew up. And she said this, quote, I feel like it's great that he recognizes his influence. It's talking about Bruno Mars. It's great that he pays homage. But I I personally don't think that that's enough. I have an issue with Bruno being an unoriginal artist. He's not a unique artist. He's not a creative artist. So to me, if you're going to be a real artist, an album of the year award winning artist, you need to just stop blatantly copying. I don't know when it became okay to just blatantly copy, but if you're going to be a musician, he needs to number one, stop copying. 
Number two, I don't think he does enough specifically, explicitly pointing out racism. I respected what Adele did when she got her album of the year award because she literally went up there and said, what the F does Beyonce have to do to get this award? Like, say it, call it out, end quote. Uh, One other person who had something to say about cultural appropriation lately was Kim Kardashian. Uh, She got a lot of uh, feedback for rocking these braids. Um, And she decided to say this, quote, I'm not worried because I, I love Bo Derek." talking about her hairstyle and the person who I guess she copied it from. She said, it's a reference. If you generally, if you genuinely love something, then it's what you should do. It's appreciation. Uh, Elle magazine said that may be her belief. And perhaps you can make a case that Kim is in fact referencing someone else's act of cultural appropriation and therefore subverting the era. But you could also make the case that she's compounding it the way she sees it. She's just doing what feels right to her. And she also had this other quote that said, it's one thing when people mock something and are negative. I'm clearly not being negative. Images mean a lot to me. I spent a lot of time on them. Guys, how do you feel about the cultural appropriation argument? Um, Kim K, Bruno Mars, where do you think they fit in this whole situation? Can I, can I ahead, please, Bill. please start? Um, so number one, uh, she's talking about like New Jack Swing. The reason they don't have album of the year Grammys is because they were not giving rap on, like they were not giving rap artists albums, album of the year, like Grammys in the early 90s. That just started happening, sis. That's number one. So you need to look at your history before you start talking about nonsense like that. Number two, Bruno Mars is a musician. Every single musician in the world has copied something from somebody. Michael Jackson copied from James Brown. James Brown copied from somebody else. Hell, Mozart copied from a a man by the name of Joseph Bologna de San George. Like, you need to get a grip. And I bet you she's out here, like, listening to Sia. Like, oh, my God. Or Scissor or whatever that girl's name (laughs) is. Sia's the white one. And all that nonsense. (laughs) Like, like, stop. Enough is enough. Bruno Mars is Puerto Rican and Filipino. The man, like, you all are, are so are so historically um, inept, but, like, not realizing that when Christopher Columbus even got to Puerto Rico, he killed all of the Tainos. And then him and his brother had to import Africans from West Africa. The boat picked us up from the same place, dear. We were all picked up at the same place. The drop-off location just happened to be different. Like, you We're must know. He absolutely is black. He is West African. If, if he's not black, then nobody's black. As but a Puerto Rican, but does he, West does African he identify as an African there's no, Like, there's absolutely no closer connection to Africa but being born in Africa. But like, but, but he doesn't identify with that, though. I mean, he like, I, 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 I'm doesn't not matter what he, you're saying. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I don't think you should say he's black because he doesn't say that. So what like, I'm he's saying, saying that I respect black that people, what, so he doesn't acknowledge, he doesn't identify as a black man himself. So what I'm saying is that as somebody who is Hispanic, if you ever go into a Hispanic country, the entire Hispa- the entirety of the entirety of the of music <laughs> and culture what? comes from Africa something? and it is African. Like you that Wait, but, but well, period. Well, like that's guy, it. But this guy is not you're you're telling him that he's black. You're telling us that he's black. He's not saying that himself. Like he, he's saying, like, I acknowledge that black people did X, Y, Z. He's not saying I'm a black man myself. And also, like, just curious, what is your definition of cultural appropriation? Like, what's your definition of this? I, what Bruno Mars did is not cultural appropriation. But that's, what is? That's not it. I, like, what is, it. though? Because, because, like, a lot of people say that Miley Cyrus, she did that. Do you agree with that? Do you think that Miley Cyrus did that? Absolutely. Because if Miley Cyrus did it, then Bruno Mars did it. 
It's this no, to he, me. No, he to didn't. Me, it's literally like this is something that like black people are known for doing X, Y, Z. So Molly Cyrus never decided she wanted to pay homage to her childhood by playing like hip hop. Like, give me two seconds. Let me go. From from my understanding, from what you just explained of what cultural appropriation is, it's something that like. Black people are synonymous for like black people did this like they made this popular like the like, no, like with Dexter with appropriation you have to take something and acknowledge it as yours without giving credit to where it came from so that that's what Miley Cyrus did that's missing with a lot of people so now, so I, if Miley Cyrus goes on stage. So Miley Cyrus goes on stage and does the twerking and all that kind of stuff like that. And she says, oh, I got this from black girls. Because you remember when she did the first, the one VMA performance where everybody was was crapping on her, she literally had a black woman up there doing it with her. And it, and, the, and she but gave she never like, shine too during that performance. But she, she, she never acknowledged. So, so what she but did was- But would you really want twer- her to say like, oh, I got twerking she, from black people. And then she, I got cornrows from then black she, people. That's not silly. And then she pretended like it was all her idea. And then white when America went crazy. Like, I oh my God, it. it's a twerk. Oh my God, have you seen this new phenomenon? It's called twerking. Molly Cyrus did it. it, so it's cool now. I don't get it. So, That's what so, appropriation is. So did Kim Kardashian appropriate with the braids? Because she didn't say a black person got that. She said she got it from both Kim areas. Kardashian has been appropriating black culture since we found out her sister was OJ's child. Like, she has not stopped since. She's still going. She's still going. Like, I so like she's still going. always is... When I hear people talking about Bruno Mars, my question is, what music is he allowed to sing? I mean, I'm not going to act. I'm not going to sit here and act like Bruno Mars doesn't make black music. He does make black music. And he it, makes are, we, music. are we kidding? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that personally. I'm just saying that let's not kid ourselves and act like Bruno Mars just makes straight pop music. He definitely wow. makes music that has been influenced by black artists. And, and I'm not he, saying and started off, but started off, and he's acknowledged it. And, and then got into this black musician of it. Like we can acknowledge that. Bruno, he did. Hold up, Bruno Mars never started off. Bruno Mars started on Bob's "Nothing on You." So Bruno right, Mars started saying, off like, on hip hop and R&B albums and stuff like that. Like there are songs on his CD that are pop songs. I liked it. No, no, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say they're pop songs. There are songs on there that are ballads. But I the, lazy, the, the lazy song is not a pop song. That's not. A, that's not a pop song. It's not a pop song. How is that not a pop song? That's not an R and B song. It's a jig, but it's not a pop song. I mean, it's not. It's not EDM. It's not techno. It's not, it's not no, any it's of not, that. But it's pop music, though. Like he it's makes, popular. I mean, pop music is whatever's popular. By definition, it's no, no, no. Popular no but I'm, music. Saying, I'm saying like, but I'm saying like uh, he, contemporary hits music, whatever music that'll be played on a contemporary hits radio. I mean, Beyonce's made pop music. Makes, if you want to go there, yeah, but Beyonce also makes she, she her catalog is full of R and B music, and so is Bruno Mars. So Bruno Mars' catalog is Bruno Mars's. His catalog it's is always Bruno Mars's. Okay. It's full. Of, it's full of R and B. Uptown Funk. Uptown Funk wasn't Bruno Mars's first funky funky We're song. We're just not going to agree with. Uptown Funk. Got out of heaven. Wait, 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 wait. The Locked Out of Heaven not happening. Uptown Funk. Uptown Funk wasn't even Bruno Mars's song. That was it wasn't. Like up to, and, that Bruno and, Mars and the Locked Out of Heaven on. like just not happen. Did Treasure not happen? Those are all R and B songs. I don't see those as R&B songs. Those so are I mean, absolutely they are, R&B. Like, they're, so that's where our disconnect comes in there. That's where our disconnect comes in there. But like at the end of the day, we don't have to argue over like what, what genre of music he makes. He, he is making music currently. He's making music that's synonymous with, with African-Americans. Like they like it a lot. This is something that it seems influenced by African-Americans. As an homage. He's taking advantage of that lane. Like that's he's, okay. He's, he's, not, he's announced He's announced that this is an homage to what he has been influenced okay. by and what look, he enjoys look, and what he likes. And he's using you black artists to do it. He's still going to take advantage like of it, though. Black musicians to do it. I don't... 
It's the same thing with Justin Timberlake. You can acknowledge Michael Jackson and Prince and stuff like them all you want, but you're still taking advantage of this lane. At the end of the day, you're taking advantage of something that that was that was done by somebody else of another so, culture. So, and Bill, I don't think there's anything wrong with Then they're getting forward. It only becomes problematic when you don't acknowledge what you're doing. I don't see. I don't think any race should be. I disagree with that. I, I think, think uh, I think it becomes let, problematic. Let him finish. Oh, let him finish. Uh, let, uh, let, 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 let him finish. <laughs> um, so I think the problem is when you don't acknowledge where things are coming from, you're pretending that this is an original thing. Like I don't think that just because you're a race doesn't mean that you can't make a certain type of music. Like I, I don't think that makes sense. I agree. But what I'm saying is they they do acknowledge a lot of them acknowledge this stuff, but I think I disagree with you when you say the issue comes where they don't what they don't acknowledge it. I think it's okay that they acknowledge it. I think the issue comes in where it's celebrated by them, but then when other people who they acknowledge it comes from, it's not celebrated for those people. I think that's the bigger issue. I mean, I also think it comes down to I'm not saying that I'm not saying that Bruno Mars is a better musician than everybody that has influenced him. But everyone hasn't put out a body of work that Bruno Mars put out with this 24 karat magic album. Because I can I can tell you truthfully, I've been doing research from the 1980s on on hip hop and R&B. And I could tell you a new edition album. There was not one new edition album that was better than this Bruno Mars album. But there was not a one guy album that was better than this Bruno Mars album. Not so a one. It, there's, it's, there's a difference between cultural appropriation and quality. Bruno Mars gave you an album full of quality that while it was influenced, it was still quality work, though. That's all I'm saying. OK. That's it. OK. All right. If you think Bruno Mars appropriate uh, culturally appropriated black culture, fine. I mean, it's it's. Completely I never different. said that. I just said I understand point. where they're coming from. I, I I just think I think the Kim Kardashian thing is different because Kim Kardashian is saying, okay, yeah, I got this from Bro Derek, but where the hell did Bro Derek get it from? I mean, let's be serious. <laughs> I mean, Bro Derek didn't invent corals. Like, let's be serious. She got it from somebody else that was probably black. Okay, cool, whatever. Moving on. Um, did OJ's confession change your mind? No. <laughs> did you guys watch that OJ <laughs> this past weekend? I did. I did, it was, I did watch it. it. It was something, wasn't it? So I'm going to go on uh, record doozy. saying that I always, <laughs> always thought OJ Simpson knew, sorry, just thought, <laughs> knew OJ Simpson was guilty. So the only thing this did was like, this is a crazy old man ranting about when he killed somebody. And this is ridiculous and it's crazy. Um, O.J. Simpson had this to say in a 2006 interview that Fox decided to release, um, saying, quote, hypothetically, this was all hypothetical, allegedly, to O.J. when he gave this interview. Talking about the night of June 12th, O.J. says he was accompanied, hypothetically, to Nicole Brown's house by a man he called Charlie. Inside his car, he had stashed a ski hat and a knife for the crazies, quote unquote, because you can't have a gun, he adds. Um, he also alleged that outside the house, he was confronted by a man who I guess we can all assume was Ron Goldman. And soon after, by Brown, who fell and hurt herself. He said, quote, at that time, I think, quote unquote, Charlie, whoever this guy is, had followed this guy in to make sure there was no problem. And he brought in the knife. Moments later, quote unquote, this guy kind of got into a karate thing. And I said, well, you can just kick my ass. I took the knife from Charlie. And to be honest, after that, I don't remember, except I'm standing there and there's all kinds of stuff around blood and stuff. 
Um, the interviewer then asked OJ whether or not he's ever blacked out before. And OJ said, not to my knowledge, if something like this were to take place in anybody's life, I'm sure it's something you'd have trouble wrapping your mind around. Um, OJ also said that when, when hypothetically, when he regained consciousness, um, the question swirling around his mind was, what happened? He said, it's hard for me to describe it. I didn't think anybody could be murdered the way they were without everybody covered in blood. We've all seen the grisly pictures after everything was covered in blood. Guys, did OJ's uh, statements that he gave on this uh, Fox weird interview uh, change your mind about anything? Yes. Um, I'm not going to say it changed my mind, but like it bothered me a lot, though. Why did um, it bother not you? Not necessarily his statements, but the fact that this is a thing, that this is happening. And the reason I say that is because like everything about OJ Simpson points back to race. Like when this situation first happened, and the arguably the reason that he got off is because of his race. And what I don't like about this, actually, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's definitely the case because I've seen footage of like African-Americans celebrating after OJ, after the verdict was read and I saw Caucasian-Americans like upset about it. So I look at that and I'm just like, okay, like people are pissed that he was, that he's not guilty about this. But at the end of the day, he's not guilty about it. And this interview was done in 2006, we're now in 2018. This guy is fresh out of jail, not for the, not for that crime, but for you know for a different crime. But he's fresh out of jail. He's a free man. By all accounts, he's innocent. But then it's kind of like, okay, now let's throw this out there. Let's throw this if I did it stuff out there. Let's release this this footage that was lost all these years. Throw that out there. Yeah, right? they say they just recently rediscovered. Yeah, we just found it. We just was looking through our files. And, oh, there it is. Let's put that on the TV. <laughs> what bothers me though is that. What bothers me, though, is that we've yet to see a Casey Anthony, if I did it, or or George Zimmerman, this is how I did it. We don't see this stuff like this when it's not black people. And it bothers me that we're going to put a primetime special about a black man on television to to tell the world what he would have hypothetically, how he would have hypothetically killed someone. Like, if that's not like a slap in the face and one of the most disrespectful things ever, like, it, it, it's insulting that, that this was put on TV. I hate that I sat and watched it. And I hate that as a society, this is accepted. Like everybody thinks and knows that OJ killed these people. We don't need him to come out and say this stuff. What we really should do is do like we do those other people and pretend like he doesn't exist. That's a good point. So you think it all comes back to race. Okay. That's an interesting take. I didn't, I haven't heard that one yet. Uh, Ty or Bill, which one do you think, uh, which one do you guys think that OJ uh, <laughs> actually confessed to his crimes? Oh, we know he did it. <laughs> uh, I mean, there wasn't no doubt. Not mine. He did it. But, uh, uh, did it. you know, I think they it, just we were fresh off of them it. race riots and Rodney King and all that good stuff. And so uh, African-Americans needed like, a win. Yeah, I, I felt like the same thing what I'm saying. Like, people know he did it. They wanted him to get, like, they wanted him to get away with it because of the way things were going in the country. And I don't think that that's right. Um, but I think that's why people are siding with him. OJ most definitely did it. And I think the interview was weird and creepy and strange. And it's just not something somebody would do if they but, but, were accused of killing somebody and they really didn't do it. Like, I'm not like, well, hypothetically, I, would, I, I kicked that. Yeah, I wouldn't even bring any attention to it. Like, what's wrong with him? Well, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Like, people have, because, you know, OJ, now I'm not excusing anything he's done, but... I was, I read like, I read, I was reading like some stuff and it said that he, um, like his mannerisms and he is the way he is because of that. I can't think, I can't call it the the cognitive brain disease from playing football. Like 
which CTE. Would, which would CTE, which would like explain some of his like strange, like some of the stuff he does is strange. Some of the stuff he says, the way he behaves. But the issue I have is like why that woman is like why in 2006 she was trying to capitalize like off of if he did it like that. That's an issue. Like Dex said, that that is a that is an issue that it's acceptable that that somebody would do that. Like that is an issue. Um, and I want I also want to know like what happened because when the interview and the book came out, he was stupidly. And that's why they didn't air the interview and the book never came out. So what happened between then and now that it was allowed to come to surface? They said it was public they pressure. The they talked to the family and the family was like, we want this to be out now. Yeah, because they talked to the family and they told the family they have an, an unreleased interview that no one's ever heard. So the, the condition was, okay, you guys can hear with everybody else if you want us to release it. Um, Dex, why did you turn your head when De- uh, Bill brought up CTA? Because we're not going to give OJ that. <laughs> like, you are the way that he you could are. have it, though. Because you saw the blood pouring out of your, your wife's neck. That's the reason why you're crazy and you're acting the way you act. Like, it's like it's like a demon. Like, OJ Simpson is a demon. And when he saw that blood pour from his wife's neck, it's just kind of like, damn, like, I really did this. Like, he can't, you can't erase that. Like, that is the reason why he's the way that he is right now. All right. You going to try to cast a, cast a demon out, Dex? Look, that, that's one of the demons I ain't touching. You better, you better go holler at Chris Jenner again. <laughs> All right, time for, uh, I mean, racist. <laughs> I'm just going to start saying it like that. I mean, racist. This was left on someone's lawn in Texas. Not here, not ever. Um, it reads, a global rootless elite has usurped America's democracy and now wields as a cudgel with which to beat the founding stock of the nation into submission. With every turn, the foreign interest of the third world has placed before our people. We will not tolerate a global a global government ruling over our national people, and we will not tolerate the theft of our future as a gift to the migrant underclass, the Patriot Front. This is a white supremacy group out of Texas, um, and these packages were uh, delivered on people's lawns and Ziploc bags, as you can <laughs> As you can see there. Um, so if someone left this on your guys' lawn, what kind of reaction would you guys have? I actually, the first three words are global ruthless, a global ruthless elite. I'm throwing it in the garbage. Like this is way, this is way over my IQ. Like I can't keep up with <laughs> words. It's like, I don't know what this is, but I ain't buying it. Garbage. Got to work on that IQ. Yeah, this ain't gonna work for me. They got, they have to Listen. like dumb it down. Like you really... For me, if you want to run me out of a neighborhood and you want to throw some of them Ziploc bags, say go away and put the N word on there. That's it. That's all it takes. You don't got to do all this extra stuff. Like I'm not reading all of that. I'm saying like they done got the this whole communist thing going on. They're writing like it's 1945, World War II. They got the hammer and the sickle. Like I'm I'm trying to figure out this came from the USSR. Like I don't got the attention span for it. Can't do it. (laughs) Russia. This has Mussolini written all over it. (laughs) All right. Racist number two, this 26-year-old man was arrested two weeks ago after robbing uh, the New York, New York Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. Originally, the robber was described as a black man, but the culprit was later revealed to be Kennedy and black face makeup, uh, Fox Vegas reports. This guy painted his face, uh, this white guy painted his face to be black in order to um, avoid uh, being arrested, wearing glasses, his skin job, and a cap. Uh, he entered the casino, then flashed a black semi-automatic handgun under his jacket. 
saying, quote, I want all your hundreds and don't mess around. I am not kidding. I want all the hundreds. He left with over $23,000. But after he was arrested, he was placed in federal custody. So uh, there you go. There you go. Blackface, uh, Blackface Robert, once again, trying to get us all. I wonder how they catch those people. Because he, he was dumb. Like he painted his face, but didn't paint his hands. He looks, he looks, he seems like one of these dummies that would do something like that. I would have got it away for it too, would it too, if I would have painted my hands. It <laughs> wasn't for these, for this crummy dog. Meddling kids <laughs> and a pup named Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> He's not and racist. Last- He's dumb. Last but not least, uh, this coffee shop um, in Oakland opened and they refused to serve uh, police officers. Um, They specifically refused to serve Oakland Sergeant Robert Trevino. The cafe, which opened after a successful Kickstarter campaign, um, has a mural outside to memorialize Oscar Grant and others killed in police shootings. And this is what... uh, the Oakland Police Department had to say about this coffee shop. They said, quote, I think their position is very clear that they don't want the police in there. And I can respect that. If they do call the police for any need, we're going to respond professionally and give them the same level of service as anyone else, regardless of their position. Um, They also tweeted another response saying the Oakland Police Department respects business owners right to serve anyone they choose. The OPD, along with other community members, are reaching out to the business to have constructive dialogue in our efforts to unite our community. That is a great response. Oh, now y'all want to talk. Now y'all want to have open dialogue. Keep it moving. Go to to Dunkin' Donuts, eat them dry donuts. Because Oakland wasn't trying to talk when Rodney King was trying to work. What am I trying to hear nothing? (laughs) They also weren't trying to talk when Oscar, when they killed Oscar Grant. Like, come on, like sure wasn't. This shouldn't even be a, a thing. Like, like, why would y'all even try to go there? Like, you're trolling at this point. And I do understand. I don't think business owners should tell anybody that they can't come there. But I also think you should kind of use that like, common sense. You're not welcome everywhere. Yeah. Uh, people have been um, putting like bad ratings and reviews on this restaurant's uh, Yelp page and stuff like that to discourage people from. From going there uh, to support or just the police. don't go, and then when they dry up, they have to shut down. Like, yeah, but the 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 white uh, police. Let me just say the police supporters. I should say, I say the White Lives Matter supporters. Um, they have decided to <laughs> to band up and put all those down rings. So, if you would like to support this uh, coffee shop, it is the Hasta Muertes Coffee Shop. Hasta Muerte. As you can see right here on the Asta, Hasta Muerte. Muerte. That's, that's Muerte. Let me roll it. Muerte. Uh, <laughs> so go ahead on Yelp and give them. Is that racist them. the way you did that? I feel like that should be. In, uh, was that racist? <laughs> Let's go with yes, Dex. Okay. <laughs> it's time the for QA. can't do that. You're about to be on somebody else's <laughs> cultural appropriation threat. Tat. <laughs> Um, this is a, I mean, I just love this part of the show um, because it gets pretty heated with the advice that we give. Uh, I'm going to choose one. I let you guys choose another. I definitely choose four um, because I think it's one that we should tackle. It's long, so let's go ahead and start with that one. If we have time for the others, we'll get to the others. Yeah, so we might only be able to do this one, but um, here it is. I'm sorry, guys are very small. Um, my girlfriend and I have been together for eight years now. Um, we kind of matured together along with our relationship. It's basically a high school romance that turned into a real serious relationship. Um, we were out for dinner on a date last week, 
And we started talking about things and about marriage. I told her, I, I'm sorry, I told her what I said before, um, that I don't really want marriage, at least not now. It's not a thing for me. If I, do, if I do go down that way, it at least won't be till my 30s. Um, she started insisting that she wants to, I'm um, sorry, she wants to be married. And she wants it now, or at least promise that it will happen soon. I told her I couldn't promise that. It's not for me. It's not something I want. Um, she accused me of being selfish, and we got into a big fight and argument. Ooh, big mouthful. I then got a text from her, her sister that my dad was in, sorry, my sister and my dad was in the hospital. I told my girlfriend I had to go now. Um, it was urgent. She said, if you leave now, we're through. I told her, sorry, I had to go. Dang. I was crying and very angry, and the whole night was ruined, but I had to go to the hospital to see my dad. Okay. I, I got there, and things weren't that serious. He was being discharged shortly after I got there. Everything was fine. I tried to call my girlfriend. She wouldn't answer. Um, next morning, I tried to call her again, but then I got some text from her saying we're through, and she never wants to see me again. I called her, and she answered this time, and she pretty much reiterated what she said. After being depressed for a few hours, not days or weeks, hours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Clinically diagnosed depressed. Uh, <laughs> <hours. Another> <laughs> depressed for a few hours or minutes. I went, to, I went to my friend's house and they decided that they needed to cheer me up. So we went out. I ended up sleeping with one of the females. Whoa. <laughs> that escalated quickly. With us. The next morning, I thanked her. Oops. Sorry. I thanked her. No problem. The next morning, I thanked her and all that. And we said it was just a one night thing. We wouldn't let it impact our friendship. Ty, are you good to go for the next screen or you need me to read? The next screen? Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, things were going okay for two days when I got... <laughs> I just called for my girlfriend and we talked a bit and she was sorry for our fight and for her shouting at me. She said um, she didn't mean what she mean it when she said we were done. She was just caught up in the moment and was angry. She expected that I would have gotten that. So our relationship resumed. The next day after I decided to open up to her about what happened on your day, problem. See, your, your business. That's your business. Day, we talked on the phone. And how I had slept with the female, the friend that day. Um, she was devastated and started crying, shouting at me. She accused me of cheating and being an asshole. I told her I did nothing wrong. I thought we were broken up. She said I should have known we weren't as if I'm supposed to somehow read her mind. She's been basically trying to guilt me this entire time. And she told me, I'm um, sorry, I have to give up the close circle of friends I went out with that day. I told her... I can't do that. But she insisted, insisting on it. She keeps saying, you're the one who cheated, not me, and keeps questioning if she can be with me after I cheated, even though it's ridiculous to say that I cheated. Am I in the wrong here? Is she right for saying I cheated? Am I an asshole? Or is she just being crazy and I should not go back with her? Or should I agree to say what, sorry, to do what she's saying? and to try to make things work. That was a very complicated one. What do we think, bro? You think this is complicated? 
Dex, you think he cheated? Who cares? It's over. You're not going to be with her anymore. Like, the relationship is done. Tell her, like, God, I'm not going to give her my friends. If you say I cheated, I cheated, whatever. You shouldn't have been behaving that way anyway. It's done. <laughs> over with. Can we go to the next one? You are cold-blooded, Dex. Good lord. Oh, this is stupid. This is stupid. This this is a stupid question. Like, oh you're going through this stuff, and you're so stressed about something. This girl... It's literally giving you ultimatums left and right. Like she left yes, and you right. Call if you were stupid. She's giving you ultimatums left and right, and you're you're now questioning yourself on something that you you even said to yourself. It's silly that she's saying that you cheated, but yet you're still questioning. Should you forgive her and start this? Like, no, just stop it. Like she's never going to trust you, and and if you give in now, she's always going to have these fits, and you're just supposed to do whatever she tells you to do. Like nobody's giving up their friends for a relationship. I read somewhere on Tumblr that people that uh, do what's called gaslighting, they're like beginner sociopaths and they make you question yourself when you're not wrong. Mm. Sounds like you were dating a gaslighter. Let her just go. Leave it, just leave it. Let it go. And plus, plus, like you said, yeah, you're not trying to get married or whatever. And she's pressuring you into marriage. You know what's going to happen. Right. After it's something wrong with her. Up, right? She's going to take you to the store and she's going to pick out her own ring. <laughs> like, it's done. <laughs> leave her alone. Jason. Um, I I do believe that the the moral of the story is that neither that you want to that you don't want to or you don't want to get married and she does. Um, so if that is still true, um, then I feel like you should just move on while while it's easy. You know what I'm saying? You already have a way out. Just get out while you can. Um, I'm not saying you need to just stop. You need to be as cold <laughs> as Dex is saying to be. Um, but I feel like you should definitely end the relationship because clearly, if you cheated with her, or or if you decide to have sex with someone. Um, hours after <laughs> after breaking up, <laughs> you were thinking about it. Quote unquote, breaking up with your girlfriend. Um, you weren't really all up into it in the first place. So yeah, I mean that's that's my thing, and I'm not saying that you're an asshole or anything like that, right? Um, but we all we all agree that your relationship is over, and because <laughs> I mean you're breaking up with somebody, and you got to think about this. You have a female friend, quote unquote. You have a girlfriend that you've been with for eight years. Hours after she breaks up with you, you sleep with this female friend. Like, there's something going on there. That's not, that just, that just doesn't happen. Hours. It's time for you, like, hours. I was depressed. Working if, if it were hours, it was probably like, minutes. So you broke up in during the day. <laughs> like, we're, we're sat at home for, like, three hours. Went out at night. Friends and had sex with your friend. You're and so at some point, fun. visit his dad in the hospital, too. <laughs> he had a busy day, didn't he? Like, the relationship is over. You've been with her since high school. You're a little bit scared to probably step out on your own. It's time to step out on your own. It's time to grow up. It wasn't so scared that night. You don't want to be sure you want to be, You're basically, like, it's done. Like, it's time for you to give the relationship up. And be honest with yourself. This relationship is going nowhere. Like, we're done. All right, let's move to question one real quick. I'll, I'll pick question one, just just out of pure guessing. But let's go ahead. Sure. Oh, hey, so excuse my, us. Friends, my friends know I have no issue speaking my mind, especially when it comes to the men they date. Um, one of my girls got engaged like ten years ago. Um, like, <laughs> and the ring is tacky. So I read her to filth for accepting it. I'm out of line here. I read her for filth. What is that? Like, go, I started seeing people post on social media that she asked them to be in their their bridal party. My best friend since high school still ain't asked me to be in the wedding. So I <laughs> asked her, what's tea? <laughs> and she tells me 
that she didn't ask me because I'm a man and she because I'm a man and she didn't appreciate my honest comments about her bubble gum machine <laughs> ring. We have come on. We have discussed me being in her wedding for years and she has always loved my shade. So what is she now? Am I wrong to be hurt? <laughs> Yes, I'm tired of You absolutely are. Even this question is shady as hell. Like, you dragged the right. You dragged the hell out of your friend in this question. For what? Dragged the mess out of her. Um, I don't think there's any way to tell your friend that you don't like her ring. I mean, if you don't like her ring, just don't, don't get it for yourself. This is a way to tell her. You just don't say anything. Like, you just don't say it. Like, if she accepted but, it, that's what right, you don't have to put the ring on. Like, what? I think you should just let her rock. Let her rock out. I mean, She's I understand like together for accepting it. <laughs> like what? Like friends? What friends usually do, at least what I'm familiar with, is they will show one another the rings that they bought for the person they're about to propose to, and let them drag each other to fill. Like it once the woman accepts the ring, like it's it's done. Dragging the filth is done. Like you don't. <laughs> but this is the woman's friends, though. Because you know what, guys, like they pass the ring around their friends. Like, oh, what do you think about this or whatever? But like the girl doesn't know what she's yeah, getting. And his friends thought it was acceptable, and then she accepted it. So then she thought it was acceptable. Like that's Maybe it. Yeah, the issue's done. But I always wonder, what do girls' friends say though? Like, what do they say? Because you know they have to talk too. So like, what do they say about the ring? Like, and I guess this is one of those situations that like, I do think though. I do think one thing that that sticks out to me is the shade part. Like, because I think a lot of people. Us. I think the four of us are like like that. Like we're pretty shady or whatever, specifically towards each other. And like you do have to be careful with that though. You have to let people know. You have to let people know like your limits. You know what I mean? Like, like if you're always letting a person shade you and shade your family and shade your friends, like they're always gonna think that's okay. So you I mean, really even like this is where the limit, like nobody's shading my family. Like that's where like my line is there. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, and I just, it, like, yeah. I just feel like you have to make, set those boundaries with your friends. I mean, but even with shade, it's like, it has to be like, like there's some point where it's like light and like, it's, it's like for fun and it's funny. Like we're not wearing each other out over rings that somebody except like, who, are you mad? Cause you're not getting married. And my last like, comment is simply this. Everybody doesn't have the same values about certain things. So certain things to them are not as important as like some people don't want to like people are consciously not spending a lot of money on the ring because they value other things. So if you don't think a ring is a big deal and you're more worried about the relationship, possibly you have money for a down payment for a house. There are lots of reasons why people not to get the bigger rings, they might not be able to afford both, but that doesn't mean that the relationship is not valid. And I think it's kind of rude for you to tell somebody that, you know, like after you've accepted the ring, that the ring wasn't good enough, and that was like a bubble gum, bubble, like, come on, that's... And, that's and it's even worse to be like, oh, my friends are not going to like this ring. And then <laughs> like, you're that, that you are not in the wedding. <laughs> of course she doesn't want you in the wedding. I mean, I don't think, and I also don't think that she wanting you in the wedding is uh, her decision, especially, I mean, the person who wrote this was a male. The thing was blue. So you're writing it about a girl and the girl's your best friend, understandably, whatever, that's cool. But if you're inviting her in your wedding more often than not, you're going to have to be a groomsman and the groom is going to actually have the final say on whether or not you're in that wedding. Because I know I had the final say of who my groomsmen were. 
And I'm not saying that necessarily that she's blacklisting you from being in the wedding. It just might be that the groomsman just doesn't, he doesn't know you like that. So he doesn't want you on his side. I I don't know you guys' relationship and stuff like that, but I mean, it's probably more likely than not that he just wanted his five guys or how many guys he's going to have in the wedding to be his groomsman. And he didn't have any space for an extra one. And I mean, that's, that's what it is. And that's how it was with me. That's all I can speak on. That's fair. All right, uh, Ty. This said because you're a man. Um, questions, um, brotalk.com <laughs> slash questions. And we'll, we'll tune in so we can try to get your question on the show. All right, we're going to speed through this really fast because we're running late. Just a time, just a time, just a time, time, time. Uh, we're going to play a little bit Ooh. of March Madness, as we always have in March, as usual. Uh, this year's bracket uh, is about record labels. Uh, in their prime, the best record labels, and we're going to pit them one against another. First up, we have the one seed Bad Boy Records versus the eight seed Maybach Music Group. Bad Boy. Bad Boy. <laughs> Obviously. What kind of question is that? Make me, Jason, make me, please make me smack the table. Wait, off you the put, tongue, okay? I'll wait to the end because if you disrespected me, we're going to have an issue. But no, it's ahead. the one seed versus the eight seed. So the one seed is Bad Boy. The eight seed is Maybach Music. So, you know, the best versus the least best. So, you know, it's going to be a landslide in that one. <laughs> No, no harm, no foul. The two versus the seven is going to be Interscope versus Rough Riders. Interscope had Dr. Dre, Eminem, 50 Cent, The Game, as well as uh, Tony Ayo. Rough, Rough, Rough Riders had DMX, Eve, Jadakiss, Styles, Peace, Swiss Beats, Sheik Luch. Rough Riders. I'm going to go with Interscope. Interscope. 50 Cent was huge. Rough Riders. 50 Cent was yeah, huge. Yeah, but DMX, um, Eminem, DMX, still huge. The yeah, gang? Yeah, but so too, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I do a like Rough Riders. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love DMX, but like. Rough, but wait, but like Swiss Beats is producing, like, come on. Swiss Beats, come on. Yeah, but like. Swiss DMX is wrapping circles around everybody on Interscope. Swiss Beats not better than Dr. Dre. You want to put producer versus producer. I mean, and Fifty Cent is still more relevant than everybody on that list for Interscope. That's true. Yeah, you look at that. The next is not relevant. Jada Kiss isn't relevant. Styles P isn't relevant. You know, that's because Eve married some billionaire in England. <laughs> All right, so Interscope gets that one. Rockefeller versus uh, TDE. Uh, the three versus the six. Rockefeller. Rockefeller. Yeah. Ty, we going rock. Yeah, I yeah. am. All right. Last but not least, uh, Death Row Records versus Cash Money Records. Oh, this one, Murder Inc. not on this. This one is interesting. <laughs> so disrespectful. I mean, who, Murder Inc. had Ja Rule in the shot. He had Ashanti. And who else? Still with two, Jack. Ashanti. Two people. Two <laughs> people. Charlie Baltimore and Vita don't count. All right. <laughs> you could have put them up there like against somebody that was weak so I could have let they them They were the nine, all right? They were the nine seed. They, they didn't make the tournament. Uh, I'm going to go with Cash Money. Cash Money has Nikki, Wayne, Drake, Tyga, Death Row had Tupac, Dre, Snoop Dogg, Nate Dogg, Warren G. This is a tough one. That, 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 Wait, that, Cash Cash Money? Had, I thought I thought that was the new thing. I mean, Cash Money, Young Money. Cash Money, under, like Young Money, is basically like a mirror label under Cash Van, Money. Vanity label. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. I think it is a difficult. Ah, uh, this one's hard. Death Row, really. Cash Money. I would go with Cash Money. I'm gonna go with Cash Money because that's that's kind of. What the, what I came up in and like you know although hmm. I did enjoy they're more it's it's more current and also I think these people have more longevity 
and will have more longevity. I mean, the best person on Death Row. Yeah, they're, they're playing alive. Tupac songs. The next, people the, still playing Tupac. The, the best person, but people playing Tupac songs because Tupac's not around anymore. And I always make this argument: well, yeah, less longevity. Saying, That's thirty right. years. I mean, it's one thing to play. It's one thing to play people's songs because they were just the best thing ever. It's another thing to play just because they're dead. you can play Tupac song like it just came out. It really is still very relevant and very good. So I'm not going to downplay it. But if I'm going to go do the whole list versus that whole list, I'm going to go with Cash Money. And uh, but so Tupac, I'm Wayne still not going to downplay. Nikki is bigger than Tupac, Dre, and Snoop Dogg. That's yeah. Okay. Uh, that's Nicki Minaj I'm, by herself. I'm, I'm not really. Not really. I mean, I'm going with Death Row. I, I know it's kind of disrespectful. I got to go to Death Row too. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> look at Texas face. <laughs> like literally, like y'all are really pissing me off with this because <laughs> no, because like you don't even will name a Michelet song. Ty, tell me what correct. I'm not a Michelet. Are, are you kidding? Right, hold it. Michelet is a, like ridiculous. You wasn't one of Tupac songs. You could run the streets with. <laughs> Jason, can you please go to Cash Money and, and make this the final? Decision? No, it was cute no, entertaining. No. But let's not let's not be stupid. Come on, Death Row. <laughs> They voted. Uh, so here we go. We got Bad Boy versus Interscope. And then we have Rockefeller versus Death Row. We will do this next week. Um, you can also vote BoardTalkLive.com. We will have the bracket um, where you can click and go to the bracket and vote yourself after the show. So tune in next week to see what happens there. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. It's time for Dex's BS Report. Right, I'll, be, I'll be really quick, to, quick today. There is a man in Oklahoma who was kidnapped over the weekend. So what happened was he, he, he some, the, the kidnapper stole his phone and they start texting his his friends and his girlfriend and his family like, we want you to give us $375. And if you don't get this, like they, they told them to cash app it to the husband's <laughs> or boyfriend, the guy's phone. And if they don't get it in X amount of time, they're going to kill him. So like, obviously the friends were super scared and the girlfriend was super scared. So they're like looking around trying to find like the guy they couldn't find him. So they went to the, the police, obviously. And the police, they were the, what the police were able to do was track his phone through a GPS system. And they actually tracked the phone down at a casino the only issue is the man actually had the phone in his hand and um, he was the one who was texting his friends and his girlfriend. What he needed was more money because he had um, spent all the money that he bet on. So he was, you know, in a bit of a tizzy there. Bro, now he's bro. Yeah. If you guys are going to any strip clubs this weekend, Dumb. you might want to be careful. There is a woman who claims that she was in a strip club over the weekend and um, at one point, the strippers on stage started to fight each other. So she decided that you know, <laughs> let me let me try to break this fight up because these young women shouldn't be fighting. They should be out here getting money. So what she did was she she jumped on stage and she broke the two women up. And the one girl thought that she was trying to attack her. So she began attacking her and actually bit the woman's finger off. The, oh woman, the woman was rushed to the hospital, missing fingers. She said um, one thing. Which that finger I was it? Her, her ring finger, actually. It was her <laughs> ring finger, and she actually made a comment that says, no one's going to want to marry me because I have a midget finger. She got no um, finger. <laughs> her friend actually went back to the to the strip club to, to locate her finger to try to see if they can find her for her. But they asked her, like, how were you in such good spirits that, you know, knowing your finger's missing and this young woman's bit it off? Like, how? why aren't you freaking out? She said, look, I looked down, I noticed my finger wasn't there, and I said, bitch is gone. Get money. <laughs> that is Dex's BS report for the week. Well, listen, if you can't go to Bella Noches, where can you go? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Next, what you say about the finger? <laughs> that bitches gonna get money. <laughs> but like, the more I read this story, though, I'm legit. I legit think this woman was one of the strippers, but she didn't want to say it. Oh, you know she was, or like the manager. <laughs> All right, uh, you guys have any seats, Bill? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm gonna say this for friends, family, loved ones, haters. Don't poke me on Facebook because I'm going to block you immediately. People it makes you look poke, like a creep. Poke on Facebook? Legitimately got three pokes last week, and I'm just like mm, blocked. Do you blocked. like being poked? When you demand, nah, I think it's, it's disgusting. I, I let it encourage. Please let it encourage because I'm doing Bill. the pruning and I'm just weeding these people out. What's Bill, your name? Like, Bill, Bill, you don't like being poked. What is the I, official definition? Like, what is the per- official purpose of poking? <laughs> Can you say the people's names? No. Like, no. Give them a shout out. No. Poke you. No, you don't Three. be poking and poking. Poke you I don't. I don't hoke and poke. I don't tip and dip. I'm not sniggling and giggling. Don't poke me on Facebook, okay? <laughs> because I'm going to block you. I don't care your relation. One of them was a family member. Guess what? Blocked. Is that oh. a big finger? So it's kind of like getting fingers like pretty violated. Violated. <laughs> it is. No, I, have, I, I have a quick seat too. My seat this week is actually going to go to um, rapper Rick Ross. A couple weeks ago, if you guys remember, we discussed Rick Ross on the show. We actually sent out prayers to the young man. And last week, was it last week? We sent out prayers to last week. And doors. I didn't send mine. <laughs> and. Uh, Today, I saw Rick Ross was posting pictures, so I went on his page and I noticed that he's posted quite a few pictures. Um, like he's promoted, like like he's legit, like posting, like he's never went to the hospital. Like we need to know that you're okay, and I know that you didn't solicit the prayers, but you saw them. You saw that we were praying for you because you were found unresponsive, breathing heavily. You know that. <laughs> you know that we know that. Why would you not release a statement to be like, I'm okay? I'm alive. Don't just post pictures. Next questions. And I told you why. And because I don't have my own seat, I'm going to jump on your. When I saw the picture of Rick Ross, he looked propped up to me. So it looks like <laughs> it was all that man's dead body. Uh, movie is pretty old, but they need to get him through the weekend. He was dead. Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's. There we go. I, it looked like one of them things. So he really looked propped up. So you think Rick Ross is dead right now and people are just going out there collecting the insurance money or something I like think, that? I think he's dead. Let me tell you something. Well, if I mean, until you release the statement, I might have to go with that with you then. If he ain't dead, the next time he knocking at death's door, I ain't praying for him. You don't get no more prayers from us. Because <laughs> you, you, you don't say we, thank you. <laughs> and great. Um, my seat's going to go to... Um, <laughs> all the people who are concerned about Big Sean and Janae Aiko. Um, I, I, they they were rumored to be breaking up or something yesterday because someone decided to check Instagram and saw that Janae Aiko was no longer following Big Sean on Instagram, mm-hmm. apparently. Um, and they made up this whole story and reported it to the Jasmine brand who then ran with the story. And the story said that Big Sean was hanging out with Nicole Scherzinger from the Pussycat Dolls. Is that how you say that? Yeah, at an, at an Oscar party. And they were cool. They were canoodling together and cuddled up. And um, that they told Janae Aiko and she was livid. So this whole story came up. Janae Aiko, like maybe five hours after the story was originated, came out and tweeted that I'm sorry to break your hearts, but you know, nothing in your fairy tale story is true. 
Um, she claims that she never unfollowed Big Sean on Instagram. And the person who claimed that just didn't know what to look for. Um, so I, my seat goes to all the people just making up rumors about people's relationships and lives um, just because they have nothing better to do. Uh, Wait, you're giving those people a seat? I, well, I got a yeah. She responded to this five hours later. In five hours' time, there was a young man who broke up with his girlfriend, went to the hospital oh. to visit his father, <laughs> left with his friends, hung out with his friends, and you're telling me that in that five hours' time, you just saw all these tweets. You you know you don't get that many Wait a minute, wait a minute. So you got all those mentions. You saw all those mentions. mentioned. Come on, she got a million followers. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, Dex. Now you want to say something? And even with Big Sean, like, no, so nobody thought to say anything in five hours. Big Sean did retweet Janae Aiko's statement with later uh, after she forgave him. After she Dex. That was cheating. Definitely wait, cheated. Wait, wait, wait. Dex, that, you want to give Janae Aiko a seat? You don't want to give the people who invited Nicole Scherzinger to an Oscar party a seat? <laughs> <laughs> she, but, you know, she's been around, though. Like, she's been, like, in the industry forever. Like, she hasn't done anything I, since... Barely, but she's been in there. Barely. She's like Todd's girl. Penelope Cruz. She's, um, she's a red carpet <laughs> correspondent now, so that's why at the Oscar. Is she really? I bet. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. She's, she's getting her media on ever since oh, she did good, the she didn't have, thing. Well, and we, she she didn't have the notes. Everybody else doing it. Everybody who can't sell a CD is, I, is I'm a great saying, I'm like, Exactly. That's what it is. Sell at a career and they try to make it seem like like the people work hard to get in those positions. I think you need to save it for people who no, like, don't fail as a career. Like, oh, well, I guess I'll do this. <laughs> I, guess I'll order, fact, I guess I'll interview talented people. <laughs> Since we own it, I'm also going to give the Pussycat Dolls a seat because their big smash hit wasn't written by them. It wasn't really recorded by them. And all the background vocals, uh, CeeLo Green sang. So they can have a seat too. <laughs> and finally, one last, seat, one last seat. I just want to give yes. a seat out to the WWE rip very quickly because they are doing their Hall of Fame ceremony and they announced their celebrity um, inductee and it's Kid Rock. Kid Rock is a skid mark on the face of America and you guys should stand <laughs> yourself and put him up to your Hall of Fame. Uh, just so you guys know, uh, Carrie Hilson has announced that she's coming back out with new music. So, yeah, we'll, um, okay. since we're giving out shout outs, <laughs> we don't care about Carrie Hilson. She can have a yes, seat. we do. Then yes, we, we do. Equal opportunity for everybody. We okay. don't. We're actually uh, going to on a run tour too. We're not. We're not <laughs> unless she's writing Beyonce a new hit, then we I'll care. What, Other than that, we don't. And now make my decision. I I do want to give a big shout out to uh St. Joe's Prep uh high school. Um they just ran the number one time in high school uh track and field. They just set uh ran number one time, so they're number one in the country. So shout out to them. Good for them. Uh uh-huh, sorry. All right. Um don't forget to check us out on Instagram. We have things going on all week long, including Music Monday, which has become a smash hit. Say hello for Throwback Thursdays and all the other stuff that we have going on, as well as supporting us on iTunes. Uh, should I say iTunes? Apple Podcasts now that it's called. Apple Podcasts. Uh, support us there. Subscribe to us as the show podcast version is available um, each and every Wednesday. All right, you guys have any last things to say to the crowd before we leave? Just to piggyback on what Jason said, make sure you guys tune in tomorrow for Bro Talk Live's Woman Crush Wednesday. Congratulations to Taraji P. Henson for winning the first one. And that um, that is sponsorable. So if you guys wanted to sponsor any of those things, it is available. If you want to sponsor your Make sure your checks don't bounce. Cash <laughs> app us. Make sure your checks ain't bouncing. And go on our website and buy stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
Somebody's going to get the money. Oh, yeah. The store is live. So if you want to buy something, go to the Bro Talk Live. <laughs> now, now, now we beg it like Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> for on, Dexter, for Ty, for us. Bill. My name is Jason uh, at AKA FKA Urban now. Uh, let's, and uh, <laughs> the sign off, sis. <laughs> <laughs> at Kill Bill Forrest says goodbye. At uh, Life of Underscore Ty says goodbye. And at uh, Dex, is it Dexter One, All One? Or is no, it- Dexter Stucky. That's my name, boy. <laughs> New era. <laughs> mm. We out.